You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Lancaster County Sheriff Terry Wagner is in the studio today. We're going to talk about law enforcement from the sheriff's perspective. Terry, good to have you in. Good to be here, Dale. Thanks for having Uh, me. Terry and I, full disclosure here, listeners, it's a Friday morning and... This particular weekend, it will have been the past weekend by the time you hear us, 104 degrees with 111 heat index. Talk about how that impacts deputies or what you do to mitigate heat. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, those uh, ballistic vests are hot. Mm -hmm. I mean, their uniforms are hot to begin with. And then, you know, you put on a ballistic vest. I I just remember working on days like that and and going home for, you know, uh, for, you know, mid shift, changing T-shirts because your t-shirt's soaking wet and try to you know get things cooled off and then get your vest back on and and you know get your uh, get your equipment back on so you know if you can imagine I, I remember changing a tire for somebody that you know had a flat tire and on a day like that and, you, and you're out there just cooking just cooking so uh, you know the deputies are really good about hydrating you know make sure they're hydrated um, and um, you know kind of take take some breaks when uh, you know when they can sometimes it's you got to tough it out a little bit depending upon the circumstances but uh you know it really you remember our, when armand dixon had escaped what three or four years mm-hmm. ago it was a brutally hot humid day uh we had dogs out looking for him and the dogs were getting exhausted and had to you know had to to rotate the canines in and out of their duties our guys were all just beat. Uh, it was it was brutal. So, yeah, the, this kind of weather has really uh, got some limitations. On traffic patrol, you keep the window up and the AC going. Absolutely. Don't you? Yes. I I need to change a shirt just walking out to get the mail. I can imagine <laughs> what a deputy's doing when they're standing outside. All right, we're going to catch up on uh, this. The sheriff's office has really been busy. Jeff and I were commenting the other day. Sometimes you t- you have a stretch. Right where not an awful lot is going on around the county, admittedly, but and here the, you've you've come off a stretch where there was a lot going the on. The floodgates have opened, and, you know, our investigators are, you know, they're, they've got some pretty major, you know, cases divided up amongst the, the four that are there, you know, so it's not a lot of people. So we're, we're pulling some other resources in to help our crime scene technicians who are part of a joint crime scene unit with LPD. I mean, they've been really busy helping... We got called out, you know, at the 28th and T shooting. Uh, you know, a couple of our folks were there. Uh, LPD and crime scene folks got called out to to uh, Branstoke Lake um, a couple of different times. And so uh, those crime teams technicians have really uh, put in a, a, a ton of hours, done just great work. And uh, so, yeah, kudos to all those folks. So 
Well, let's start with that 28th and T that you referenced. Okay. Uh, a, a, a man arrested for the killing of another man at the Branched Oak Lake Marina. Uh, 22-year-old man arrested, shot 42-year-old Benjamin Case, allegedly. Uh, is is he linked to that 28th and T? There was some initial thought he might be. I don't know. I think I think I think there's some inquiries about whether that's a possibility or not, and I don't have the answer to that question yet. Mm. Uh, there hasn't been any solid links t- to that. Um, uh, the general description was similar, but um, I know investigators are working closely, both LPD and LSO investigators, to determine if that's a possibility, but. Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, you brought up the Benjamin, Benjamin Case uh, shooting up at Branch Stoke Oak Lake uh, on the 19th of uh, July. Uh, we're still doing all the follow-up that's necessary that just takes a lot of time, uh, you know, analyzing the, all of the video footage that might be available and uh, analyzing phones to determine, you know, what's going on, uh, searching vehicles and other houses. Uh, you know, with search warrants. So these things have taken a lot of time. Um, and, and, you know, we, we have the time to do that in most cases. Sometimes the video evidence is businesses or it's written over within a certain period of time. So that, that, that sort of stuff is time sensitive. We need to get it and get it saved. Uh, so we're handling all those things and trying to get that get all the I's mm. dotted and the T's crossed mm. on that case. There's a lot to this, and what leaves members of the public scratching their head is how or why a guy who just got out of prison four months prior would end up committing such uh, a heinous crime, allegedly committing this crime mm-hmm. on July 19th, shooting twice Benjamin Case as he opens up the door to the cabin of his boat yeah. at the marina. Drug-related? Yes. Accurate to say? Yes, accurate to say. Uh, yeah. We believe that Tabak. Tabon Rick. Tabon Rick. Yeah, Tabon Rick. to find out how yeah, it's pronounced. Uh, went there to, to steal Benjamin Case's drugs. Um, so that was, uh, I think, the premise for him being there. And um, for whatever reason, decided he needed to shoot and kill Benjamin Case. Which was another layer of this whole thing, come to find out that allegedly Case had been selling everything from cocaine to mushrooms to maybe meth. Yeah. Yeah, so so that just uh, added a little bit more work to the whole whole case to determine the motive there and and, uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, there's a lot of layers to that one. It's still terribly tragic, you know, I mean... Anytime someone's killed violently, yeah, and, and regardless so, of the circumstances, you know, two lives for sure are 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 destroyed by this. Benjamin Cases and and uh, 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 Tabin Rick, you know, I mean, their lives are gone and or going to be in prison for a long, long, long time. So, yeah. uh, plus the families of each of these individuals. Then at Branched Oak Lake, a body found floating in the water. Uh, Ended up nothing criminal or nothing criminal. violent about no. it, but we have a 60-year-old man that drowned. Yeah, Kurt Rowe uh, was found, uh, you know, he uh, his boat was found floating uh, unattended 
in, in along the shore of the lake. Uh, some campers towed it with their boat over to the marina and said, hey, this boat's, they thought it had come loose from another mooring someplace else on the, on the lake. And they went and checked on it the next day and said, hey, did the owners of those boat, that boat ever come back? And they said, no. And they called us, um, and we began looking for the owner, uh, who was Kurt Rowe. And uh, uh, his, uh, that Sunday night, then his, his body was located in the lake by another boater. And um, an autopsy was completed uh, on, on Mr. Rowe's uh, body, and we have not gotten results mm. back on that yet. So we're still awaiting that. But... Uh, we've, you know, done, done uh, a search of that boat and uh, and uh, an analysis of his phone to determine what, if anything, happened. And there's no evidence at this point that there's any foul play involved. Had two addresses: one in Kansas, one in Wilbur, uh, Wahoo, no, Weston, 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 Nebraska. Uh, so um, he, he was an over-the-road truck driver was his occupation. So he, uh, the company he worked for was in Weston, I believe and then uh, uh, worked his way back and forth. So, yeah, uh, a strange case. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know if he went swimming or got knocked overboard accidentally or, you know, we were checking on lake conditions at the time. Was it really rough? Was it choppy? Uh, could he have gotten, you know, have fallen out of the boat if the boat got rocked? Uh, we, we just don't know yet, so we're still waiting on them, some things. Sheriff Terry Wagner catching us up on cases out of the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office. Uh, a life flight incident. This one took place uh, 38th and Saltillo, and not so much the, the crash itself, but mm-hmm. the fact that Saltillo is becoming, well, I don't want to label it as dangerous, but it's becoming a more heavily traveled roadway that you know, we've wasn't had, made to handle that type of traffic. We've had a number of crashes out there, and, and a lot of the construction vehicles are using Saltillo now to get to various points along the beltway mm-hmm. that are under construction. And so you're you're seeing a lot more truck traffic on Saltillo. Uh, in this case, uh, uh, a 42-year-old man fell asleep at the wheel at 7.30 in the morning and drifted left of center and hit a, a dump truck. Um, and he was uh, life-flighted, um, but uh, I think going to be okay. Um he was traveling east. I thought maybe the sun got in his eyes. Well, yeah, he he said he fell asleep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and and the truck driver tried to. The, the problem with Saltillo is it's it's uh, not you know it's kind of narrow, and it doesn't have shoulders to where you can pull off on a shoulder. No. So, so that that creates a, a couple of different problems. Uh, it makes it very difficult to conduct any kind of traffic enforcement because there's no place for people to pull over. So if you make a traffic stop on Saltillo, you're blocking a lane of traffic, which just we're creating more of a problem than we're trying to solve. So, yes, uh, it'll be really nice. And I know that the Beltway is getting very, very close. You've driven by there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got street lights installed. They've got uh, uh, the lane division uh, stripes painted. Um, they're really really close to uh, getting that opened up and I'm, I'm just really anxious for that to happen it'll take a lot of pressure off highway 2 it'll take a lot of pressure off saltillo and i believe there's some plans in the works in when when that opens up to uh, improve saltillo a bit you and i will see that day yeah hopefully you know the problem with saltillo is there's you know it's it's one of those correction roads um, I didn't realize that yeah, until you brought and, it up. And, and what that does is it creates 
double the points of conflict between. And so if you're at 40th and Saltillo, you can't just go across. You've got to pull out, especially if you're going east. Um, you've got to accelerate quickly because you've got eastbound traffic and you've got to make sure you're not, you're not pulling out from westbound traffic. And then the same thing happens at 38th Street. So if you're northbound on 38th, you've got to make that you got to make that turn, and that's what creates the hazardous conditions on Saltillo. 70th is that way, 56th is that way, yes. 40th is that yes. Is 27th that way? Yes, yeah, so, uh, yeah. 27th becomes 29th. Yeah. There's a two-block correction. Yeah. Uh, that's every 24 miles. So uh, the next uh, correction road is Ashland Road, which is the North County line, but it's not heavily traveled. It's just a gravel road. Uh, in some cases, it's it's unimproved. It's dirt. Um, and so we don't have the conflict with heavy traffic flow. Not every day you have 42,000 pounds of wheat flour go up in flames. <laughs> that <laughs> happened here recently. And that was a Yeah, that was just, just the other night. The, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the cause of that fire has not been determined, but uh, a, a trucker hauling 42,000 pounds of wheat to a cereal company here in Lincoln uh, noticed smoke. Coming from his trailer, he was at uh, Highway 79 and Highway 34 at about 8.45 in, in the evening and uh, uh, was able to disconnect his ca- his tractor from the trailer and separate those two and then wait for uh, fire units to get there. They weren't able to save the load. Um, wheat flour is pretty, pretty volatile. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it burns pretty intensely and can create some explosions as well as we know from some of the elevator explosions. So uh, wheat flour is uh, is interesting. But yeah, 42,000 pounds of uh, wheat flour got uh, got burned up. So could have been a lot of loaves of bread there. Sheriff Terry Wagner with me for a few more minutes. What do you make of this incident that involved <clears throat> a, a, the, the discovery of a, of a man in Gage County who was burned, beaten, branded, still tied up from what i understand and all of this goes back to an incident that happened at a warehouse in north lincoln and we haven't been involved in an investigation at all except for a little bit of crime scene uh you know our joint unit so i don't know the details of this case i know about what you just told me and it just sounds absolutely bizarre um it sounds like a chicago gangster episode it does somewhere you know and i'm you know, are they getting the, the tattooing thing from from television? You know, um, on mm. on Yellowstone, they tattoo the uh, with their brand of their they brand them. So uh, I, 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 I can only suspect drugs when the the aggression is that violent and and thief supposedly tattooed on the individuals well, branded into them, not tattooed. Oh, I see. Branded, yeah, yes. branded. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. And it's a male and a female. And there's allegations of sexual assault on the female. Yeah. This this guy is beaten, gal perhaps too. We really don't know a lot about it. Yeah, I don't have a lot of details either. Lancaster County Sheriff Terry Wagner joining me for the conversation this morning on Lincoln Live.